Welcome to the May 11th, 2023 meeting of the Science Fiction Club. And uh, now, Martin, you missed you missed our book last month. That's I okay. I forgot about the meeting and remember that the next mm -hmm. morning. Oh, okay. Well, then, uh, if you want to tell us about something first, you can you can do that. Um, since you haven't been here for a couple months, you can oh, go first if you like. Okay. Okay. I, I read um, a book, the book by Robert Sawyer called Illegal Alien. Oh. And it was, I recommend it. It was quite, quite, quite good. It's, it starts out with the, with this ship appearing in, in, in orbit around the earth. And then they send down a, the aliens come down in a, in a lander. And it turns out that they need, their ship was damaged. And they need help uh, from earth to repair it. So they land in the ocean. You have all these, you know, the United States aircraft, uh, aircraft carrier there and the Russians have a submarine going by. It's the first, contact from an alien species and they they go to New York to the United Nations and everything and it, uh, their interesting description of these aliens I forget their names right now but um, and there's a couple of rogue characters there's this guy from Tennessee who's an astronomer who really has a, a real typical Tennessee accent a real laid-back guy and then there's another science person who works for the, the president so they you know, they come friendly, friendly with these aliens and everything. And then it turns out that, I don't know if I should go tell the whole thing or not, but just give you an idea. One of the, one, one of the, the Tennessean guy was killed by one of the aliens. So then, so then you get involved with this, uh, this lawyer who makes you, he's a black guy, uh, and he gets into this revolved trial where the, the Los Angeles County is, 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 um, you know, indicting and try and, and want to have this uh, alien, you know, uh, accused for or indicted for murder for murdering this guy because they, they find that, that the body of this guy and he was supposed to be a very good friend of, of, of this one alien who was charged with killing him and he used a tool that cut him up to a lot of pieces and was all full of blood all over the place and everything. And so you get involved with this very long involved trial. It makes you think of the trial with O.J. Sim Simmons and everything. Stimson. Stimson, yeah. right, right. And then uh, towards the end, you discover something that wasn't that no one was aware of. And I don't know if I should tell it now or or not. But it's maybe right. not. Maybe okay. not. In case you know people want to read but, it, maybe it's but, better to not do it. Right. But it's very good. It's very good. And. and um, I'll just, well, I'll just say that these aliens had other I, other ideas instead of just coming to Earth to be friendly. So I thought it was very good. I would recommend it. Excellent. That sounds great. I'm going to definitely download that one. Okay. Oh, so illegal alien. Just one alien, right? Right, illegal, was illegal alien, yeah. Robert J. Robert so that's on Bard, right? It is. Oh, okay. I can All right. It. I have the number available. If you want. <laughs> well, some people like that. If you want to put it in there, yeah, some people like okay, that. Let me, so, let me look back at science fiction. Let post it at D-Max-Zoom-Inbox-Dash-Martin-Most-Star-Untitled-Dash-Mode-Man. Aliens arrive seeking Delta Rivera's plan. Science fiction. Land. Read by Gary Tipton. Sawyer. Robert J. Reading time. Code 9 hours. From Illegal Alien. DD-49. Alien. DD-49. Space. It's DD. DD-49. 49. 1. 5. 1. 5. 1. Land. 1. 
Ah, four nine one five one. Yeah, I like Gary Tipton. He I like read Robert a, J. Sawyer too. Yeah. He read A Fire Upon the Deep by Werner Vinge, one of my favorite books. He Gary Tipton read it. Um so yeah. Uh Sherry. Well, I don't have anything as good as what Martin just had. I was disappointed. Mm. I read The End of Eternity by Isaac Asimov, and I usually like Isaac Asimov. Mm -hmm. I read it on Bookshare, and maybe that was part of the problem. My mind tends to wander more when I have the artificial reader than Mm. it does with the real reader. But it's about this guy Harlan, who's called an eternal and I must say, there's a lot of it I just don't didn't even understand just because the mm. only reason I finished it's because it was only seven hours. And I thought, oh, come on, I can oh. make it through this. He's an eternal <laughs> and he meets they travel in time and they change things to supposedly save a civilization. If there's going to be a problem, they do something to fix it. But in one of these uh, so-called fixes, he's going to lose this woman he has fallen in love with, Noyes. So he takes her way out in the future, like 10,000 something, something year and keeps her there. And he's not supposed to do that at all. And so he gets found out and he's supposed to help send this guy Cooper back to a certain point in time to make a change such that um, it'll save civilization again. And the reason he took Noyes ahead, it was because whatever change was going to be made, she wasn't going to exist anymore. So he sends he helps send Cooper back, but he sends him back to the wrong place deliberately just to cause problems because he's being forced to do this. And the rest of the book is just how they straighten all this stuff out. And he ends up with the woman. And I just Mm. thought it was boring. There was a lot of philosophical stuff in there about, you know, is this the right thing to do to change things, even though some people might end up not existing because it saves civilization or should Mm -hmm. you just let things go? Stuff like that. And, I, yeah. I was just disappointed. Have you read that, Evan? I would think. Nope. You, no, I'm that's surprised. A ti- that's a time travel book, kind of, isn't it? Well, it is sort of. It's not much. I, that's one reason it appealed to me, but there's not any interesting yeah. time travel in it, particularly other yeah. than talking about sending people places. And, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. See, I, I, I have trouble suspending. Uh, there are some books where, you know, I've I've kind of bought into it, but. I just don't buy the idea of time travel, at least not backwards, you know, mm-hmm. forwards. Sure. You can go forwards. Um, but uh, so I have trouble, you know, and then all the philosophical speculations about if we mess with time, I just mm-hmm. don't, I can't invest myself in them because I don't really believe in it. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's not like I can, but there are times like um, what was his name? Um uh with the dinosaurs uh, oh yeah uh, the guy that took hunting groups back yeah those are fun just because i like the dinosaur i like like the dinosaur environment i got the dinosaur bug when i was about 10 years old and i never quite got over it you know what i mean well those you weren't supposed to take seriously either they were just fun and yeah yeah i enjoyed them but um It's like time travel and alternate history. I just really never got into either one of them. Hmm. Um, I like the future speculation, the future, which is barreling down on us now. And it ever, I mean, it really is moving now. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody can, everybody can feel it. It used to be just 
Kurzweil and v- Werner Vinge and some other people would write about it. Now everybody can see it. Yeah. You know, the acceleration that's going on. But oh, the book that Lissy and I have been reading has nothing to do with any of that. Um, it is science fiction, at least, um, more than the measure was. Um, but we are very bored. But we're three quarters of the way through it, so we're going to finish it. It's called the it's called Sleeping Giants, book one of the I'm not sure if it's Themis or Themis, T-H-E-M-I-S files by some author named Sylvain Nouvelle, S-Y-L-V-A-I-N-N-E-U-V-E-L. And it's in Braille. I don't know if it's on Talking Book or on Bookshare. I haven't looked. Um, But the book is about this uh this woman who's on her bicycle falls into this hole and she gets dug out and they find uh they're near a military base in denver and um and i forget how they found out because we're so bored we're having trouble remembering things but uh it's the it's a metal hand that's under the earth that has worked its way to the surface, but it's made out of a metal that nobody has ever seen before. And um, so they put this project together to see if they can find some other pieces of that, that there might be other pieces of this. Um, And they find other parts of this. It turns out to be this gigantic humanoid figure uh, that looks somewhat like a person, but not uh, like a like a an, uh, an Earth human. But not it has two arms and two legs. But and it's female, they say, because it has breasts, but doesn't have eyes really that you can see. But it's made out of a strange metal, and they uh, used aircraft to hunt for it because apparently when it detects a certain radioactive compound, it puts out some kind of energy that disables motors and electrical stuff nearby. And so they're able to, um, they're able to find it and it come and the pieces come to the earth, come to the, they're buried underground and they come to the surface as they are located when they're activated by this radioactive compound. So they don't have to go digging. They just have to, they just have to fly over various parts of the world. And of course, this is an American project and there's quite a bit of, you know, skullduggery and clandestine operations because they have to search in other countries and try to get these body parts back to the United States. Um, and it turns out that this appears to be some kind of a weapon. Um, I'm not going to tell the whole story because some people might want to actually read it and I don't want to spoil it. But this is book one of three um there are two more whose titles um i have forgotten um but um the um the problem with the book is that the writing style is very boring because it's written as a compilation of mostly interviews 
with people like the aircraft pilots. And there's some mysterious person who conducts these interviews, who puts this project together and is running it and seems to have a lot of governmental powers. But we have no idea who he is. Um, there are occasionally a couple of uh, personal journal entries from some people, but the writing style does not engage the reader very well because everything you hear about has already happened because all the details come out in these interviews with various characters like the pilots, as I said, and the chief scientist who's investigating you know, the materials that these things are made, that this body is made out of, and who developed the method of searching for, you know, the remaining pieces. And there's a, a linguist, because there are panels, they find this underground cavern where this hand was, and they find these panels there that have mysterious symbols on them. So they bring in some linguist who's really brilliant and and uh, there is some talk, you know, during the interviews about the relationships with these people, because, you know, they're they're uh, once they once they uh, find the chest there, they the chest cavity. There is literally a chest cavity because there's a looks like a control room in it with some helmets that um, people are supposed to put on to control it. Uh, and there's some drama with that because um, they only seem to work for one person once they are put on. You know what I mean? They, they don't work for anybody else after that. And um, it's not written, you know, by it doesn't sound like it was written by a scientist because they don't seem to go, you know, they don't seem to investigate in a very scientific way. I mean, the chief scientist just lets the uh, pilot and the co-pilot who... Uh, who finally located most of the pieces go up into the chest cavity and one of them just tries on the helmet and then she has to go to the hospital and it turns out that it did repair an eye defect she had though so but after that the helmet wouldn't work for anybody else and so um but the books the book is just you know the the writing style is not engaging because of the way it's written i've we are big fans of douglas preston and lincoln child oh yeah me too and we love pendergast and we're going to read his book next the newest book next but we've been putting it off to wait to see if uh bard gets it but they haven't gotten it for three months and we're tired of waiting but we can't help wondering how they could have taken this plot and made it into a really gripping story of searching mm -hmm. for these parts and investigating it and you know the suspense because you know one of these teams was flying over russia and they found a part you know in the caucasus somewhere and they and in in kazakhstan or somewhere and the, the russians discovered them and they were on their way and there was a lot of diplomatic activity but it was all written up in these interviews so there was no tension of any kind you know it was all you know written up after the fact, you know, by, you know, these people responding to questions from this mysterious interview that we have, interviewer that we have no idea who he is or she. Um, so, uh, but we just couldn't help thinking, you know, what they could have done with this plot 
would have been so so much better than um this appears to be his her first we're not even sure um the sex of this author but sylvain nouvelle i think the sleeping giants is his or her first book but uh, we're going to finish it but uh there are two more we don't think we're gonna we don't think we're gonna read any other other ones but that's basically the sleeping giants book i'm curious by, uh, how do you how do you and and lizzie read them does each one download the braille there no i read oh this is a paper we got this from uh paper braille from uh the library uh we could have downloaded it yeah but we got this as a paper braille and i'm reading it to her mostly she read a little bit of it but i've read most of it to her she knits and i read it's always fun to, it's it's fun to read books together we used to do that a lot too yeah we're up to 180 books yeah. um yeah we've read 180 books since you know we started back in 2006 so um but that's all i have for today but um do we have any ideas for next month or do well, we i have not? a suggestion but i don't know it's, you do it's a little long it's 17 hours long you know the, the the lady who wrote all the vampire stuff that Stephanie Myers. Yeah, she wrote a book called The Host. I don't know if any of you have heard of it. Or no, Host. 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 Right. I have the the, the uh, number. It's about these aliens that come down and take over humans. And I read mm. it a while back, so it's been a while. But there's a struggle. The, the one alien takes over this this girl, and the girl's fighting the takeover of the by the alien. And it's it's supposed to be, it's a bestseller, um, mm. so I thought you know I thought when I read it I was quite impressed by it. It was you know the mm. uh, human quality, the struggle between. In fact, she they eventually come to the point where the alien and the host become sympathetic to each other. And mm. so that would be a recommendation that I would make, except for the length, mm. seventeen hours, which is not that long, but well, it's less than an hour a day right. I, mean, I mean the meeting's 28 days from now so and i have the, yeah. number, the number here if you want on the bar you know? well somebody might i mean even if we don't read it uh if you put it on the recording somebody uh, you know one of the <laughs> listeners out there might want to get it so it wouldn't hurt to just put it on there anyhow star on title dash notepad star on title dash notepad edit top of five the post colon the model db66 post colon a Novel DB sixty six space D B D B six 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 seven one nine seven one nine length sixty six, six seven, seven nineteen. One, nine. Okay. Right. By Stephanie right. Myers. Yeah. She wrote all the all these vampire stuff. You know. Yeah. I started reading yeah. Night Anything. Sun. Anything, Sherry? Anything um, else? I won't be here next month because I have Whoa. a friend coming from out of town. Oh. But I thought I think Martin's choice sounds interesting, but I don't feel like I should have an opinion since I won't be here. Oh. So it's up to you, Evan. Mm. Well I don't know. I mean, why don't you do the illegal alien? <laughs> we just did three well, we didn't do three books by him, but we oh, did but it's we did one book by Another. him. Um and we and and Lissy and I read three books by him recently. Um Oh, it is. SF. I don't know. Are you put what off is? because uh, I mean, Martin's suggesting, are you put off because it's Stephanie Myers? And 
a little bit, I'll yeah. be honest. But it's um, quite different from her vampire stuff. I think it's the only right. science fiction that she wrote. Oh, okay. Well, unless you want to just leave it, let everyone choose their own book for next month, and we can, you know, choose. We'll get more people maybe for the following one. Mm, I don't know. I I don't like to make the choice. Well, if we both vote for it, that's two out of three. And Cheryl Sherry uh, isn't here, so I guess it's two out of two. Sherry isn't here next month. I mean, right. um, but um. All right. Uh, what's the name of it again? The host. The host. Right. Stephanie. What is my? my I, th I think my jaws was says Stepini, doesn't she? <laughs> I think my jaw. Uh, jaws tends think, to do that. Is it yeah, Myers my jaws? plural? Oh, somebody just joined. Right. Oh. Who yeah, did who? Me. Roger. It's me. Roger. Yes, and I had a devil of a time getting in here. Ah, okay. Well, but you made it just in time. We were about to well, adjourn. So, do you have a book you want to throw in? <clears throat> okay, I. We this time I. Uh, pardon me. We were just deciding what book to read for next month, but if you have a book you want to tell us about, by all means. Well. I'll tell you real quickly, then, since this thing is about to adjourn anyway. It was a book called The Earthborn by Paul Collins. And Paul Collins is an Australian writer. And this book is probably considered a um, young adult novel because the two main characters are teenagers. One has a funny name, and I can't remember it, and the other one is named Sarah, and she's a little older than him, but they're both teenagers. And what it's about, Earth is devastated because they had a nuclear war, but what really, uh, the war itself didn't devastate the Earth so much as the nuclear winter that followed. So mm. these people called the Skyborn, who are genetically modified human beings to be more intelligent and more... Uh, well, this and that, just homo superior, so to speak, got on a semi-generation ship to take off to Tau City where they have found a habitable world. Um, but they didn't quite make it because they had a pandemic aboard ship that killed off virtually everybody over the age of 20. So they had to turn around and come back to Earth. And while they were traveling, um, while they were traveling, they did reach um, speeds approaching the speed of light. So when they get back to Earth, a long, long time has passed, and the ecosystem has largely healed, but they have to deal with fighting um, humans who have been um, thrown back to a very primitive state. And, okay, I could have said more, but... I'm trying uh -huh. to be quick here. <laughs> that's all right. So that's, that's all right. Uh, it's, all, it's not late yet. I mean, it's not late. don't fret. Don't uh, fret. Okay. But in any, well, I'll tell you this, Paul Collins, uh, like I said, this is probably considered a um, young adult novel because the main characters are teenagers. But like I've said before, except for the main characters being teenagers, I've never really seen much 
difference between a young adult novel, or at least not recent young adult novels and an adult novel. Um, but I noticed on Bookshare where I got this, it was classified under a number of classifications, including children's. And I'll say, this is not a children's book by any means. <laughs> but Paul Collins is an Australian writer who has written a number of children's books. And um, he specializes in fantasy and science fiction. This one mm -hmm. was definitely science fiction. And I'm figuring that it was probably classified as children's books just because of who the author was. Uh, and because of who the characters are. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I said when they come back to Earth, uh, humanity is still recovering from the nuclear war, even though hundreds of years have passed now. And uh, they are they are what's called the Earthborn, and they are divided into, well, the plain old Earthborn who are actually halfway civilized. And below them, there are the Jabbers, because they fight with arrows and spears and such. And below them are the ferals, and they're lucky if they can hit somebody over the head with a club. Um, <laughs> but I think I, this was volume one of a series called The Earthborn Wars. So oh, even at the end of this, things seem to be, they seem to be coming to some kind of a peace. I suppose there are wars coming up in later volumes, and I get the impression that the author was trying to make the point that even when human humans almost make themselves extinct and wipe out civilization, they are still wanting to fight each other and have more wars. Mm. <laughs> so that's well, good. What's that? Does it sound any good? Yeah, does it sound any good to you? It's not it's not on Bard, is it? Now it's uh, it was from Bookshare, and by the way, I will say that I tried to pick out uh, good condition Bookshare books and then make a quality report on them. Mm -hmm. uh, this one, I went through the whole thing and there wasn't really anything to report. I didn't find any scanning errors or anything. I think maybe there was a partial page header on one page, mm -hmm. but. Um, I at this was misclassified as good. It should have been excellent. Hmm. Well, you can report that. Yeah, <laughs> get they it fixed. Upgrade it because uh, somebody might replace it just because it's rated good. I mean, you can do that without any reason. Um, yeah, it might have a lot of work, uh, unnecessary work. Uh, the only problem I have, I mean, I when you said they come back like along into the future, I was hoping that it would be a little more interesting on Earth and you know, primitive humans again, that, that kind of, uh, and I kind of lost interest after that, to be honest. Um, I mean, I was kind of hoping there'd be something more, you know, advanced well, you than this. that after, you know, most, well, I can add this, um, the two main characters, it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet, um, situation, except I don't really think they have a romance. They just, um, there's a male and female, one skyborn, as they're called, 
the the male is skyborn and the female is earthborn, and they become fast buddies. But neither the skyborn nor the earthborn exactly approve of this, and so there's something for mm. something. And um, at most of this story is told from the point of view of the skyborn, those who came back on the ship, and. Um, I would really prefer to have gotten more point of view of the Earthborn because the Skyborn just, when well, let's put it this way. When they get back to Earth, everybody who is alive on Earth, the Skyborn just regard in complete contempt, but hmm. especially the ferals. And, of course, they disapprove of the two main characters becoming so buddy-buddy and so do the Earthborn disapprove of that too. So they have a potential to um, have a war between the Skyborn and the Earthborn, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, but it's the beginning of a series, so who knows? Things might, yeah. uh, you know, they might get back on a technological track, you know, from the ship, you know, from the Skyborn. Maybe they can uh, lift up civilization on Earth again or something. Uh, that could be end. Do you have any ideas for next month's reading before I? I didn't give it any thought myself. What are you guys discussing? She's just, well, uh, Martin is suggesting the host by Stephanie, Stephanie Meyer. Uh, what was that, uh, Martin, about an alien who. <laughs> alien that takes over a human and the human struggles to fight back and eventually they become more. Sympathetic to each other. It's 17 oh. hours long on Bard. Oh, okay. It's 17 hours Mine's, of something. So it's not real short, but the book guy. The Puppet Masters. Yeah. yeah, that was a good book. I enjoyed that one. That was pretty good. Um, only I don't think they ever got to be friends, did they? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, the <clears throat> what about one of these Star Trek books? Well, the book I had, I was interested in reading, but I don't know if the club would be, is actually longer than the one you had, Martin. But, but it's a new book by Alistair Reynolds called Inhibitor Phase, and I've read the other books in that series. Only this is a standalone, but what's but, it about? Uh, well, I haven't read it yet, but I will read what it says here. For thirty years, a tiny band of humans has been sheltering in the caverns of an airless, crater-pocked world, and outside lie the ruins of beyond their solar system lie the ruins of human interstellar civilization stock by a ruthless, infinitely patient cybernetic entity determined to root out the last human bands of survivors. And one man has guided the people of this planet through the hardest of times and given them hope against the, uh, the wolves, Mikkel Derider, when a lone human ship 
blunders into their system and threatens to lead the wolves to their planet, Michaelmas, the writer embarks on a desperate near-suicide mission to prevent catastrophe. An encounter from a, well, here we are. An, an encounter with a refugee from the ship, the enigmatic woman who calls herself, leads to his world being turned upside down. Is this a Bard book or bookshop? Yeah, it's Bard. It's Bard. It's, um, but it's a commercial audio book read by John Lee, and I've read several other books by him. He's a good, he's a good narrator. But it's 19 hours and 38 minutes. That sounds interesting. DB 109,328. Yeah, I want to read it at some point soon myself. And I want to read something a little more substantial than the last one we read. I know people liked it, but I want something more science fictional. And this is out and out science fiction, no question. Um, and of course, we know that whatever the result might be, it's not going to be human extinction or anything like that. I mean, nobody does that. Nobody does that. Except, well, Arthur C. Clarke sort of did it in Childhood's End. Uh, but he's the closest anybody's ever come to it. Um, so we know that it's probably not, it's not going to have an unhappy ending. Um, but um, so I guess it's a vote between the host and inhibitor phase, yeah, both of which are not real short. So anybody who have wrote any? In, who wrote inhibitor phase? Alistair Reynolds. He's uh he writes uh, space opera and hard SF. He wrote uh, like the, he's written a lot of stuff on Bard. Actually, there's quite a lot of stuff by him on Bard. Yeah, uh, short story collections and uh, Revelation Space and Redemption Arc and um, a bunch of others. Um, ice Pushing Ice and uh, Chasm City and a bunch uh, he wrote a, he's got a bunch of stuff on bard so what do you guys think i think it sounds to me like the alistair reynolds book is more interesting but you guys yeah, if, what do you guys what do you think martin would you want to read that you want to try it where's martin Oh, he's gone. There's oh, only... is he? I didn't hear. My uh, phone didn't tell me he left. No, it, it oh. won't. Oh, what Jaws did on my laptop. But okay. Well, he said it sounded interesting, though. Yeah, I th I'm sure he'd be all fine. All right. Let's go with it. If it's okay. And what was the name of it again? It's called Inhibitor Phase. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not going to be here, but I might read it anyway. DB what? I don't have a way to take that down right now. Send out a message to the uh, I'll post it to the list. Well, I always okay. post when we read a book ahead, I always post you know, like that day or the next day about what we're gonna do so people have time who weren't at the meeting, people have time to try it out at least. Okay, okay. well 
hopefully next Excellent. month I'll be able to get in without showing up at almost the end. The next meeting of the Science Fiction Club will be on Thursday, June the 8th, 2023. And we are reading Inhibitor Phase by Alastair Reynolds.